Welcome to the Baby Project Podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Elise. Uh, This will be a weekly podcast about our journey becoming first-time parents. We're doing this for two reasons. First reason, of course, maybe our child somewhere down the line will want to listen to it and and hear our anxieties and our fears (laughs) and everything as we became first-time parents. But also, there are a lot of people out there going through the same thing that we are, and, and it's scary. It's intimidating. It's a lot of anxiety wrapped up into this and maybe if they listen to it they might hear something that they're experiencing and then know that they're not alone that there's a sense of camaraderie and it's some way of bonding strangers together should be fun doing some research for this episode i don't normally do research Um, I have discovered that according to the CDC, um, 1.71 million children, uh, wait, I got these notes wrong. Hold on. So (laughs) 3.75 million children were born in 2019, which is the lowest in America since 1985. Wow. Uh, Women are now having an average of 1.71 children over over their lifetime, which is down 1% from the previous generation interesting well i mean there's a lot of factors that go into that yes i Um, agree yeah social economic like social social and economic things um so a lot of people in our generation they are now putting their love and care towards their pets yep their pets it can be other things like their careers or maybe women just don't want to have as many kids which is fine feel like that's fine but um yeah i think did you did you look up something roughly about pets or that... no i just i just got that small statistic oh okay so okay. i thought that would be good enough <laughs> apparently i just bulldozed it i'm sorry you did because what's the name what are we talking about today because we're talking about being uh p- parents to pets first what are, pet pet what, babies what do people call them oh shoot i don't remember pet pet children Fur babies. Fur babies. They're called oh fur my babies. God. That's that's embarrassing. Yeah. So fur babies, right. <clears throat> so we are talking about fur babies in this episode. Specifically, we're talking about our fur babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've read some stuff on online about how um, people our age who are a little bit younger, who are just starting out in their careers, they're finally getting money, they're finally able to afford things. And a lot of people... Um, want to move in like a lot of young people want to move into houses and, and things like that um, and their requirements are that it has to have a backyard one of their big deals is it has to have a backyard because a lot of people at least that i know on facebook have dogs yeah. and they want to at least give them the opportunity to play and run and uh, there's some headlines i've read that um some of the popular food uh, dog food brands iams purina they had to drastically alter how they advertised um, their product and how they made their product because they saw their sales dip because people were not content with giving their dogs shit food anymore. Which is great, which is really good because I feel like it's it's an awesome thing that people are becoming more informed about what they're feeding their, their, uh, their fur babies, um, especially as we... Um, especially as we see them as, you know, part of our family. Like, why, if you would not sit down and eat, you know, awful food, like it's no wonder you're going to treat your pet or your fur babies, the people that, you know, the, 
the loved ones that you see as part of your part of your family, you know, you're not going to give them shit food, like you said. So I, I think that's um, that's great. I didn't know Purina was was uh, lumped into that. It might. I know. I, I'm, that's just a big name. I don't know if that's oh, exactly. I knew one. Iams was, but I, I know I know Iams, yeah. but I know Purina was just one of the big names. <clears throat> in, oh, yeah. Okay. I I know that it's the headline I read said major dog food brands plural. Oh, so I I okay. guess I mentally lumped Purina into that. Because, like, I can remember being a kid. Now, you might have a different upbringing when it comes to pets just because how your mom is Mm. compared to how my parents are. My dad was constantly joking about taking the dogs out and shooting them, like, putting them out of their misery and things like that. But when when I was growing up, we had a couple dogs, but they weren't ever, like, we had uh, Harley, who was a Spitz, I think is what it is. It's a white dog. Mm. We got him in Kentucky. Mm. But he lived outside. My dad built him a house. Aww, it was yeah. pretty nice. But he lived outside. Um, he ran away. We had him for like two years, three years maybe. Um, but yeah, like he wasn't ever allowed inside. Um, and that's, I mean, outside of Jeter and Lily, who we'll discuss in, in grave detail later. Um, that's the only other dog I can remember. But like being attentive to what the dogs ate. <clears throat> was never ingrained into me until um like i met you and we we started taking care of lovely together yeah yeah i um i had somewhat of a different upbringing so my parents good lord they've had so many dogs um i can't even i i know that when i was younger my mom came into my the marriage that she has currently with my dad with a dog named nikki um she's very she was very big and white and fluffy. I don't know what kind of dog she was. But anyway, that was my mom's dog. I think that was my mom's dog when she was um, getting divorced from my brother's dad, I want to say. Anyway, so that was her baby. And my mom grew up with dogs. My dad grew up with dogs. Um, I don't know if they always paid attention to what the dogs ate when I was younger. But I think they became more informed as they got older and as we got older um, because of the types of dogs that they would tend to own, which would, you know, as we got older, typically were labs. Um, You know, we love labs. I love labs. Um, You know, and that brings Winston. um, You know, we'll talk about our lab Winston here in a moment, but anyway, so yeah, I, my, and our dogs stayed inside. They were um, welcome to sleep in the bed with my parents. They were welcome to sleep on the couch. They were welcome. They pretty much had free roam of the house while we were gone at school or at work. Um, so yeah, that, that was different. I think the, I think the food thing about your parents being cognizant of what they're giving their dogs, I think that's kind of a new thing because mm-hmm. I didn't even know about it when, when I first took over care, uh, sole care of Lily. Yeah. Um, Oh, and you know what? I, I guess I should give credit where it is due. And I want to say that the reason why we switched Lily's food back when we did uh, was because of my friend Christina Smith, um, because she had rec- he she started using it for her dogs when her dogs were having allergies. So I, then I had thought, well, if Lily's having these severe skin allergies, why don't we try it? And it worked like a charm. Clearing them up. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. Um, they say that like the old adage is if you think you're ready for a kid get a dog right yes you came into we we started this relationship i brought lily into our relationship but we went and got um 
our first dog because you consider and again we'll talk about this in more detail you consider lily my dog not necessarily your dog it's kind of uh, like a stepmother situation uh but let's let's be clear audience uh it's not like i don't take care of her okay and i have advocated for her several times because of her chronic issues which we'll get into but anyhow so it's not like you know it's just one and done you take care of her and i don't touch her but we should actually, I think yeah. it'd be pretty funny since now we've said it a couple times, we'll get into it. We should never talk about it. <laughs> that was a great episode. Thank you for listening. Um, no, so, um, Lily has some issues. She's 18 years old. Several issues, yes. It's perspective, I think. No. Nope. She's 18. <laughs> um, I've had her since, she's been in my life since I was 12. She was about six months old. Um so you've had her in your life longer than you've not. Exactly. You're 30 now. That's why it's really, that's why it's tough to talk about putting her down and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but again, she's 18 years old. She has, you know, poor vision, poor hearing. She has arthritis. She's got a heart murmur. Uh, she's got uh, heart, heart failure. failure. She's got... Um, now she, she has to have chronic eardrops because she gets... Uh, uh, I think she has... Um, what do they say? Not lumps in her ears, but they have polyps. Thank you, polyps in her ears polyps that are putting ears. her at risk of uh, ear infection. Um, yeah. So she's got chronic ear infections. And what is it? We give her two heart meds. We give her gabapentin for the arthritis. She has no teeth. Uh, well, yes, she has she no has, teeth. She has some teeth. She's got like three teeth. Very few. In her mouth. She yes. can still eat solid food. Yes, she um, can. It's we impressive. Given, um, she is temperamental though, because we've in the past two years we've had to switch her food three times now yes and i feel like temperamental is such a nice word to use she's extremely picky so she's a good girl it's this this is is what it is where we're at odds but that's okay go ahead um so like (laughs) you went from having these large dogs lily's a shih tzu she's nine she's 10 pounds she fluctuates between nine and a half and 10 pounds um but you came in when i well we moved in together i brought lily with me yes how how is that for you you know, at first, I remember it being fine. Um, I knew, you know, when we were dating, she had been diagnosed with heart failure. Um, I had been learning about heart failure at the time, and I had asked questions about it. So, I mean, she kind of already started to have some chronic issues um, when we were dating. And then when we got married and when we moved in together. Oh, yeah. No, like it was fine initially, but then we moved in. Actually, right after we got married, we moved into our first house, and it was incredible. I don't know if should I get into the story yeah, at this point. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're okay. supposed to be sharing fun stories about our, our fur babies. And this stuff. this is not a fun story. So we were living um, in a house that a um, was on a property owned by another guy. He had three houses on his property. Two of them he rented out. Um, and he was very much somebody who did his own projects, did his own, um, yard work, his own landscape, his own house maintenance, so on and so forth. And I think they were charging us like, what was it? It was something stupid, like 500 bucks. That's 400. 400 bucks four a, month a month for rent. Yeah. Um, which a new couple, I was going into residency. I think you were, um, still at somewhat of a, not a minimum wage job, but you weren't making a ton. I think um, I was making like 10, 15 hours or something yeah, like that. But yeah. I mean, not important. It's so a, that just sounded a good... like a, a good thing for us to get into, you know. So then we were staying in this house and I had come home one day and Lily, um, she was, why did we gate her up? We gated her up in the laundry room in that house. And I can't remember why. We gated her up. 
Oh, the reason it's beside the point. So uh, it's because there were, um, I think it's because there were like traps around, right? Oh, no, Did, I don't think we, we set up traps. Say, we didn't say no, any stuff? I don't think so. It might have just been so she doesn't like, she didn't like urinate or something. Yeah, something. Anyway, so she had already been diagnosed with heart failure. We used a baby gate to lock her into the laundry room. And I remember coming home after work and um, I could not find Lily. I, could, I did not know where she was. The baby gate was still up. She was locked in a four-walled room. Like, I could not find this dog. I had no idea where she was. And I was panicking. And I remember texting you and I was like, sweetie, I can't find Lily. And you were like, is this a joke? I'm like, I'm not fucking joking. I cannot find this dog. So then I tried to go find the landlord and he is nowhere to be found. I was extremely pissed. Um, I didn't know if maybe he had heard her bark. Sometimes she tends to bark when she's not happy in her situation. That's another thing that's complicated about this dog. Um, she tends to bark when she doesn't like the situation that she's in and she will bark and bark and bark until somebody gives her attention. So I thought maybe if he heard her, um, maybe he came and let her out. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm looking around. I'm looking outside. I cannot find this dog. So I th I think to myself, like, there's no way in God's name that she went up the stairs to our bedroom. Sure as shit, folks, she climbed over the baby gate, went across the living room floor, climbed up 15, between 15 and 17 stairs. I don't remember how many. Steep. Steep, Steep stairs. stairs. Yes, she climbed up these stairs, somehow miraculously not falling, got up to the top floor, and as soon as I could see coming up the stairs, as soon as I could see, I immediately turned to my right, and I see our dog, Lily. And she is sitting there, and she is trying to find my voice. She's trying to find me because I'm calling her name. And then the cherry on top of the cake was that the floor, the top floor was not level. So she had urinated and it had gotten into a piece of carpet. And um, she is a whole set of challenges. And then it's just one story. I have so many, but we only have so much time and we do need to talk about our other dog. So yes, this dog makes our life very challenging. But the question is, has it helped prepare you for our child? <laughs> Good God, I hope so. Because, <laughs> man, I, I hope our child does not crawl over the baby gate. Oh, my God, he probably might. Anyway, Cause I, mean, I, I think so. I think so. I mean, I, I would yeah. say I would say in the last year since we've lived in Fort Wayne, we've probably taken Lily to the vet for issues more than oh my God. more so than we did even living in Florida. It's terrible. I, oh, anyway. I mean, again, though, she's nearing, like, she's nearing the end of her life. She's 18. She has hip issues and things like that. Yes. So, I mean, it makes sense that we would spend, we would take her to the vet more often, but we're not, like, neglecting her. No, we are not. We're doing positive. everything we we're can. We're making sure she's eating twice a day. Yeah. We have to disguise her pills in these yes. pill pockets. Yep. Um, which, which is also another thing. She used to take her pills, no problem, in cheese, then that wasn't good enough. And then she used to take them no problem in peanut butter. And then one day that became not good enough. And then she would take it plain in her food. And then one day that became not good enough. And so now we found this magic trick of pill pockets. But I can only imagine that it's only going to be a matter of time before that is no longer good enough. But I think that's good. It, it, it teaches us. Now we know we're going to have to trick our kids into taking their medicine. <laughs> like we're going to have to pull the whole like putting the, um, the, putting the cough syrup 
in the Kool-Aid container, so they think they're drinking it. They're drinking Kool-Aid, but they're Ooh. actually drinking the cough syrup. I don't know if that's gonna work. Cough syrup is pretty bitter. We'll have to talk about another no, way to approach like, that. But yeah, I'm saying yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, it's they're adaptable. Like, they want to drink of the Capri Sun. I'm like, we can say, oh, it's Capri Sun, but it's actually like you know bubblegum flavored acetaminophen uh. or something like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. But Winston. Yes. Winston's technically our first true child baby yes we got him eight weeks old we did so um, we got him from a breeder he is a purebred lab well actually we were gonna we we got him we were supposed to get him eight weeks we actually got him a little bit later because lily had some yes uh, lily that's had some right. issues yes Again, she did. Her, Again. her story impacts everything in our lives um but anyways we got winston full bred labrador uh right now he is two years uh a little two and a half years old yeah uh 80 81 pounds, 82 yeah, pounds. Yeah, roughly. So very drastic night and day different. We have an 80 or a 18 year old, you know, 10 pound dog. And then an 80 pound, two and a half year old dog who doesn't understand his size. Yes. He yes. believes that he's a lap dog. And he I think that's, that's down to, that's down to mostly me. Um, you yell at him quite a bit and I let him get away with a lot of stuff. I, uh... Okay, you have a point. Yes, I tend to be a little bit more of a disciplinarian. Yeah, and I mean, it's what I've said this whole time when we talk about having children. I am good cop. You I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were going to do this on the podcast. No, we're going to be a team. We're not doing this on We've the podcast. We've been over this. Sorry. Good cop, bad cop, no, are a team. It's not going to be that way. So anyway, we got Winston when he was about eight or nine weeks old. We got him from a breeder. And it was actually funny. We were... In our minds, we had visualized that we were going to get a yellow um, lab, a yellow male lab. And we were in contact with this breeder and this breeder said, oh my gosh, we have a confirmed pregnancy between a um, chocolate lab and our yellow um, female. Um, you know, so if you want one from the litter. And so we had to put a deposit down and then he was born and she messaged us. She's like, all six of them or all eight of them, however many there was, are all brown. They're all chocolate labs. Um, and she, I remember her asking, like, are you still interested? And we were like, yeah, we're still interested. He's just going to look a little different. And um, and we, we've been happy with him ever, ever since. I can't imagine him being yellow now. It's very strange to think of him as yellow. But so, yeah, we brought him home. We had to go through the whole potty training, teaching him his name, teaching him how to sit, how to stay. Um, it's crazy. You don't think about teaching a dog about, you don't think about teaching a dog all of these things until you get a puppy. And it kind of makes sense. Like they don't have any expectation of life. They're just living life every day. You know what I mean? If they've got food and they got a place to potty and play, like they're good. You have to teach them your expectations or you have to teach them their name or what you mean when you say a certain command. And, um, you know, we were able to teach Winston, I feel like with floor time, we had to be on the floor. We had to have floor time. The baby's going to have to have um, tummy time. So we'll have to be on the floor with him while he does tummy time in order to strengthen the muscles in the back of his neck. Um, and we had to have floor time with Winston and play with him and try to exhaust him a little bit, allow him to play. But then we also had to um, use treats to teach him and use that time to teach him and help him bond with us so that... You know, we could, we could, um, like I say, show him kind of his expectations and what, you know, when we say Winston, we mean we're talking to him. That's his name, you know. 
Um, so yeah, I feel like he's very much our, our first baby. Do you have any, do you have any, like, what's your favorite Winston moment? What's my favorite Winston moment? Mm, I know oh, there's a man. lot. I should have, we should have planned this before. I should have gave you the questions <sighs> in advance. I don't, there are a lot. He can be very frustrating. And I think it's just cause he is, I still consider him a puppy. Um, because he very much has that pumpy mentality. Well, he's got, I, think... I mean, he has no nuts pumping testosterone in. So he's really <laughs> he's stuck in that childlike demeanor. Right. I think one of my favorite Winston moments, I think one of them would have to be when we were at the cabin with him. The first time we took him to the cabin and your cousin Shay was throwing the stick in the lake for him to go fetch. The lake is shallow, so she was able to stand and he was able to you know, stand and kind of run and go fetch the stick, but it wore him out and he loved it. It was so nice to see him being able to swim because he loves the water. He loves fetch, put them together and you just, you have Winston's best day in the life. I mean, I'm telling you, um, that was one of my favorite moments. Do you, do you have a favorite? I do have one, but first, what's your favorite Lily moment? Now that's going to be hard. (laughs) A lot Um, of dead air. (laughs) (laughs) Um, do, 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 I do, think do, do, I think because do, it was do, such an do, emotional do, do, roller coaster. Do, do, do. I'm gonna slap you. I think because it was such an emotional roller coaster. I think it was when she was having issues with her neck, and because of the issues in her neck, she could not walk. Um, now is this we, because of her? her thing or because of how i reacted to her i think it was both i think it was both um and so i remember we had to take her to a specialist we had to take her to a neurologist because she wasn't walking and the vet we were going to recommended that um and so um i think at that point right it was at that point Hmm? She wasn't walking. And then one day, I think I was taking her out or I was, she was in the kitchen with me or something. And after several days of not walking, and I'm not joking when I say not walking, she did not move without our assistance. She decided to army crawl. And I... It was towards me. Yes. And, um, and I remember like, oh my gosh. Like I was just in shock. I thought for sure we were going to put this dog down. I thought for sure like this was her moment. This was her time because she was already in what? She was already 15? She was 16. 16. Um, And she, she army crawled and I was like, I was amazed. And I remember it was a big relief. And I think I remember part of the reason why that happened was because we backed off on her muscle relaxer. Because I was thinking her muscle relaxer was probably just meant to do that, relax your muscles and allow whatever to heal to heal for a few days. But then at some point we needed to back off. And once we did, it seemed like she was moving. So I think that was probably one of my favorites. Um, there have been other times when she <laughs> barks at inanimate objects or she just barks because I don't know why, because she just has no purpose of barking and she just barks to fill the air. So yeah, yeah, there's that. How about you? For Lily? Yeah. Well, my... if it includes me. It doesn't include you. It's, okay. it's not anything. It, not you sure you've funny. never you've never seen it, because um, well, there's two things. You've never seen the first one um, because she was old already when you came along. Sure, it had the heart failure, so she was already always tired and sleepy. Yeah. Um, but she used to, <laughs> the way she used to play with toys. Uh-huh. Um, and she also lost her teeth. Is what she would do <laughs> is she would. I think it's funny because I think it's adorable. She would go grab her toy. 
shake it a couple times gro- while growling, toss it in the air, and just walk away. She was, <laughs> she was done. That was all she needed. <laughs> um, and then the howl. I can't remember. Have you, you? I don't. Did you never see the oh, howl? Oh, that's right. When you could, when we could get her to howl, her to we howl. had to howl, and then she would eventually howl. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We made uh, Paisley freak out that one day. <laughs> Paisley looked at us like we were nuts because we were both howling to try to coax Lily to howl, and she was like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" And then Winston is also a twofer. The my favorite moment with Winston so far was when we'd had him for maybe two weeks, three weeks, and we had to take him to the vet for his checkup. And I was driving there, and I had him set in the passenger seat, and he crawled over the the stick sh- the the gear shift, uh, and sat in my lap, and, w- and w- laid in my lap. And within about five minutes, he was passed out cold. Oh, I know he was already so, so comfortable sweet. with me. Um, but my favorite thing that that's a continuing like a running thing is the bread. Oh my god! It, it can be problematic, <laughs> like today, like today. Um, but our dog Winston is addicted to bread, like like the way somebody gets addicted to crack. I mean, I'm serious. I, yes. No, he does. He he yeah. he gets the nervous ticks. He can't sit still. Uh, he get you know the shakes. He drools. Um, but anyways, Winston, we gave him bread. Uh, like the butt ends, given the butt ends of lo- of bread loaves, because I, I don't normally eat those. Who eats those? Yeah, I don't know Seriously. if you eat those either. Um, yeah. Well, people who are starving, I guess. I guess that's um, true. And dogs true. that are addicted to yeast. And <laughs> he, from that day forward, I think his life changed dramatically. <laughs> and he he could be in a dead sleep in our bed, which is at the opposite end of our, uh, of our apartment from our kitchen. And he hears that plastic crinkle. He is... You can hear the bed shake <laughs> as he jumps off of it to race to get the bread. And he we, he knows a couple tricks. Like, he know you know, sit, lay, um, up, shake. And then um, our roommate in Florida, she taught him uh, turn around. Turn around, yes. Turn around where he does this little spin. Yeah. Um, and if you have bread in your hand, he will go through the entire cycle without, without being asked. Because he understands <laughs> that's how you get the bread. <laughs> And he did that today, and he was rewarded with a butt end. Um, but he also likes to get really close to the bread on your plate, the bread that yes. you're using for sandwich, the, so the crust on your pizza. Yes, I hate that. It's like a drawbacks, yes. but still infinitely amusing. Yes, and very I think, much so. And I think that you know is good because yes. like learn like it taught us that we can teach our child tricks, like sit and stay. Oh and, my god! You know, as long as you say good boy. No. <laughs> Um, so do you feel like, I feel like ever since we got Winston, I know you proposed this question for Lily, I feel like ever since we got Winston as well, that further prepared us for parenthood to an extent. Oh, I I think, I think Winston did prepare us more for a child than Lily did because Lily was already like mature kind of, she didn't care about things anymore. Um, She wasn't really involved. Like right. an involved process. But Winston, like you said, we had to, we got him from, we had built him from scratch. You yeah. Know? We yeah. we had to set the foundation. We had to to build, I don't know, the house. Uh, what's this metaphor? Um, <laughs> like like you said, teach him how to potty. Teach mm. him where to potty. Teach yes. him how to do it. Mm. 
Um, and we had to get him accustomed to playing with, you know, what he can and cannot chew. Yes. Um, and then, obviously, tricks. Mm. Like, you know, show him where his food is and all that stuff. Make yeah. sure, we had to make sure he eats twice a day. Make yep. sure. He also, Winston also has problems. He's got uh, acid reflux. He does. He has acid reflux. So if his tummy is empty for too long, um, typically it's, if it's empty, it's typically in the mornings. Like if he hasn't had anything to eat, um, he will get sick. He will vomit up just bile. Um, and we realized, or we learned that that was acid reflux. So he has that. He has kind of an issue in his shoulder joints with um, his cartilage, which if it became an issue in the future, he would need to have surgery. But since he's been diagnosed with that over a year ago, he's done great. Um, they said one of the things to help is to make sure he stays lean. He stays at a good weight. Um, make sure he stays active, and he is very much doing that. I think in a sense he also prepared us for um, parenthood because we get him toys. Like every month he gets a bark box, which for those of you who own pets, we love BarkBox. BarkBox is awesome. You get two cho- two toys, um, two bags of treats, and then a Chewy. And it's always interesting. They always have a theme. They always change it up. It is so unbelievably cute. Um, I just can't take it. And then um, we also take him to daycare, which we really like. We take him a couple times a week so that he's not bored and he's getting social interaction and he's getting activity. Um, and not everybody has the means to do that, but um, we do and we feel like it's benefit him a lot. So I feel like that's really, that I think resembles the very essence, maybe not the essence, but one of the, the things that you just, you experience when you become a parent. One of the things I think that has helped us tremendously, at least maybe me more so than you from an experience standpoint, because um, we talked about what what is the one thing I'm going to have to get over when we have a baby? <laughs> yeah. Is? Poop. Is poop. Changing diapers. <laughs> Winston has, the omeprazole side effect can give you loose stools, right? Loose bowel movements, right? Kind of, sort of, yeah. I mean, well, he has them periodically. I think I thought it was due to the omeprazole, but I guess it's not. Recently not, but recently. yes. Um, and Elise, uh, for those who don't know, has a hearing loss. Um, she doesn't sleep with her hearing aids. So if Winston cries in the middle of the night, I'm the one that hears him. Sometimes, you know, I might be too lazy to get up. A lot of times I do get up, but sometimes I'll, I'll let it go. Now, I don't know if this instance was because of that. Um, but I was awoken at five-ish in the morning by you, Elise, doing what? I, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say it. I'm not. I was crying. I was crying because Winston had such horribly loose stool that it, it literally got all over our bedroom. It got on his bed on the floor. It got in multiple spots on our floor. It even got on our closet door a couple times. It got times. on the wall. Oh my God, it was terrible. Our, I'd never seen yeah. so much poop. It was awful. And the thing was, it wasn't just in like one spot. It was on all three sides of our bed. Legit. And I'm, yes. I'm awoken to darkness 
basically well not darkness you kind of had i think you had your cell phone light on yeah because i was trying not to wake you up but at this point i was like i was just i was in hysteria it mm-hmm. was awful it was a it was a nightmare and then you know you're you're saying you're saying just there's so much shit just don't step on it just watch <laughs> watch where you're stepping okay <laughs> and i'm like what's what's going on i don't understand what's happening which is so weird because at like number one the smell really clouded the room. It's, okay, it, it stunk. I, I don't was know surprised how you didn't. I didn't. I'm surprised yeah. I didn't smell it sooner. It was very weird. Um, but like you're freaking out, and I did. you you called your mom. I did. Um, because I'm assuming she woke up at some point. Yeah. Uh, early in the morning. Yeah. And I'm trying to help you, and you're telling me to help you, but then you're not letting me help you. <laughs> I was very frustrated. I wasn't in a good spot of mind. I know. I was not in a good spot of mind. And Winston, he's a big boy. Again, 80 pounds. His shit is not small. No. When it's coiled, imagine it just being almost water. Terrible. 